Did you know that almost 30% of us have some level of psychopathic trait? Like you might have one, other people might have two, but you've got them. doesn't mean you're a psychopath. It just means that you're on the scale of psychopathy. You'd be surprised to find out how many people in the general population actually rate on that scale. So what kind of traits are we talking about? And is it possible that some of those traits are useful to us in our everyday lives. Well, that is very true, actually. And it's something that researchers are working to measure to create something like a successful psychopathy scale. To tell us more about all this, we're joined now by Dr. Louise Wallace, a doctoral researcher at Nottingham Trent University and forensic psychology lecturer at Derby University. Thanks so much for being here. Hi, happy to be here. Do you think people would be surprised to find out that maybe they have the traits of a psychopath? I think it would definitely be surprising to to most people to to sort of realize that psychopathic traits exist on a spectrum of personality, just like any other kind of traits do. Like if you're an extrovert or an introvert, for example, that's a scale of traits. You can be kind of mildly extroverted or mildly introverted or to the extreme. And psychopathic traits, based on the research that uh, I've been conducting and a lot of other prominent researchers have been conducting, uh, really demonstrates that psychopathy does exist on a spectrum. It's not a category you are or you are not. So, What are some of those traits? People. Uh, so some of the key traits um, associated with psychopathy could be um, lower levels of empathy, um, not really feeling guilty for having to, to make certain decisions. It can also Im- involve elements of uh, impulsivity, uh, quick thinking, for example. But there's also things such as social potency, which demonstrates you have kind of high levels of charisma, you're really good at getting people to kind of do what you need them to do. So in that way, they, these traits can be particularly beneficial in certain uh, avenues, such as uh, in corporate situations or other areas of business. Huh. Okay. I'm just processing all this information because right now people are trying to figure out if that's them. They're trying. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of the benefits, though? Like, are these beneficial to some people? Yeah, absolutely. So based on some of the, uh, the research that I've recently conducted with the, with the newly developed uh, successful psychopathy scale, uh, what we're seeing is uh, individuals who typically score quite high on these traits are demonstrating really good at levels of political skill, uh, particularly in the areas of uh, charisma, uh, decision-making, management of others. And they also seem uh, particularly adept at making uh, functional impulsive decisions, which means that they can make these very quick decisions, but not recklessly. They seem much better suited to those kind of fast-paced work environments where they need to make quick decisions. They need to kind of keep things organized, keep things rolling on, but they also don't necessarily get held back by thinking about um, perhaps the feelings of others or the needs of others. So it is very kind of unique to certain business environments, uh, certain areas of life. And it doesn't necessarily mean that these individuals are what you would call, you know, good moral characters. 
what it means is the use of these particular traits that they have allows them to be very successful uh, in their own kind of individual professional arenas. Is this a new understanding of this, Dr. Wallace, the fact that there can be this scale of psychopathy? It's not just one thing or another? So the successful psychopathy scale, uh, the one that I've just developed, is the is the first of its kind. There are a lot of other scales which measure psychopathic personality traits in a more traditional sense. Uh, however, this is the first one to look at it solely from uh, levels of adaptivity, functionality, and success. Okay, so clearly there's a lot more research that is being done on this. What are you still curious about here? Uh, so the next kind of stages of, of the research into successful psychopathy is to test whether these traits are actually uh, beneficial and adaptive in other avenues of life. We've kind of ticked the box saying that in some professional areas, uh, these traits are seen to be quite beneficial to the individual. But what we want to do next is see if this translates to other areas of life that it is equally as important for a person to be successful in. So in terms of uh, education, we want to see if these traits are beneficial to those uh, in an education environment. And we also want to see how it affects health. There's a lot of previous research suggesting that those high in what we call prototypical psychopathic traits uh, tend to uh, not experience much anxiety or stress. They're, they're very good at kind of not internalizing bad feelings. And we want to see if this is also kind of something that both translates to successful psychopathy in terms of mental health. But we also want to see if there's any kind of correlations there between psychopathic traits or adaptive psychopathic traits and physical health. So there's still quite a lot of avenues that we're taking this down and the development of the scale is obviously the equipment that we need in order to do this research. Right, you need people though too. So how do you find people as subjects for this? So the people that we found for the previous research uh, was just kind of done in, in traditional Ways So we had groups of uh, students primarily because they are obviously a, a target audience that we have a lot of access to as researchers, lecturers. And we also use um, online um, crowdsourcing platforms such as Prolific, where uh, you send your uh, surveys to out to individuals, they sign up and they complete. So in terms of having to access these particular niche populations, that is a little bit trickier. And we might have to kind of uh, find some uh, various avenues of funding in order to go into specific environments. But what we're looking at at the moment are just your very sort of essential general population samples. We don't need it to be anywhere specific, uh, particularly in the avenue of health. If we get a general population sample of around 500 individuals, chances are there will be health-related uh, either issues or benefits that come just from that general population sample. So that can really give us a good starting point. Right. Psychopaths are all out there among us. Uh, Dr. Wallace, thank you for your time. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great.